Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. You ever had that kind of a day? You ever been through that kind of a season where you feel like you're all alone, you feel like you've been abandoned? That the God that you serve has left you all by yourself. You ever felt like you've been in darkness that you can't get out of? You ever felt hopeless? You ever asked the question, God, God, where are you? Do you even care what I'm going through right now, God? Does it even matter to you that I'm suffering all by myself? I've had plenty of those days. That's crazy. You know the word. You know the, the, God says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But my goodness, you feel so alone. You feel so empty, so void of life. It's like the battle that you're in is overtaking you and you there's no way out. Well, if you're there today, if any of this is resonating with you right now, I'm here to tell you that there's hope in the darkness. There's hope in the darkness. No matter what, Wilderness, you're going through that wilderness experience that, that, that you are in the middle of. I want to tell you that there's hope for you. Habakkuk said it this way. He's, he's complaining to God. He said, how long, God, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or I cry out to you, violence, but you do not save Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. You ever had those moments? Maybe it's on your job. And you're like, man, I've outperformed everybody. I show up to work all the time. I do what is right. And yet the other person is the one who got promoted. And that just ticks me off. I'm just being real. I've had that happen. And I hate it. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Don't you even care what I'm going through? Haven't you seen the blood, sweat, and tears that I've put into this? And you had these thoughts, 
You have, have you ever wished that life's circumstances could be solved like they are in a 30-minute sitcom? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on. The kids have problems at schools. Um, there's a problem in their marriage. Um, maybe they have financial problems going on in their lives. But at the end of 30 minutes, and that's including the commercials, y'all, okay? At the end of 30 minutes, all of life's problems are solved. How many of y'all know that's not real life? Huh? That's not real life. That's not, I mean, listen, if that happens to you, praise the Lord for you, all right? But in my wilderness experiences, they've lasted a whole lot longer than 30 minutes. In that darkness that I've been in, it's been a whole lot longer than an hour long. But I'm telling you, there's hope in the darkness. If you continue to read in Habakkuk there, verse 5, the Lord answers Habakkuk and he says, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I want to tell you that God is getting ready to do something in your days that you, it'd be on your wildest imaginations. Just don't lose hope. He's building you for your tomorrow. He's molding you and making you, getting you ready for your next, whatever that may be. The psalmist put it this way, he says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Isn't it something? We just sang about it. God with us, God for us. Nothing can stand against us. If God is for you, there is nothing that can come against you. There's nothing that can stand in his way. You see, there's hope in the darkness. But how do you respond? How do you respond when you're walking in the darkness? How do you respond when you're wandering through and you're going through that wilderness experience? This morning, I want to encourage you and, 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 and maybe give you a few steps here on how to respond when you're facing those times in your life. The first way I would tell you is learn to persevere and learn to trust. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I don't know about y'all, but anytime I've been in a trial, anytime I've gone through any kind of struggle, I don't consider that pure joy it's pure hell, pretty much. I mean, there's nothing good about going through that trial from my eyes. But the Lord says, consider it pure joy because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it continues to say, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The problem with most people is when they, anytime they, they face uh, any kind of trial in their life, any kind of storm in their life, many of us just fold up, close the book, 
And we don't even read on to the next chapter. Because in the next chapter, you read how victory comes, right? Though your sorrows may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. But, but we don't ever make it that far because the trial has had us so defeated, so broken, that we can't see, we can't see past the darkness. Don't close the book. Learn to persevere. Make it to the next chapter. Learn to trust, again, the God who created all of heaven and all of earth is on your side. Do you trust him? The word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Do you trust that he's directing your paths? Do you trust that he's the one in control of your life? For many of us, the problem is, is we believe there's a God, but he needs our help. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, you know, here's my problem, and here's how you should fix it. I should walk to my mailbox today, and there should be a check for $300,000 sitting right there in my mailbox. Thank you, Lord. I know that's how you're going to do that for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how we are, y'all. We, we, we go through this life, and it's easy to read those words, but do you really trust him? Do you really believe that he has what's best in store for you? Do you really believe that he is creating you and molding you into the person that he created you for? He's the one that says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, right? But God, I'm in the middle of this storm. That don't seem like you're prospering me at all. Matter of fact, it seems like you hate me right now. You don't even know I'm here. And that's not the case at all. Learn to trust him. The children of Israel had a problem with some trust, right? They had just been delivered from Pharaoh. <laughs> and they're walking. And all of a sudden, here comes Pharaoh. like, wait a second. I made a mistake. I'm coming after him. And then all of a sudden, they're scared to death. And then they get to the water, and they're like, where are we going now? This is horrible. Why did you bring us out here to die? And then all of a sudden, Moses puts the staff, boom, the water's part. They walk across on dry land. And all of a sudden, their enemy is completely engulfed by the water. Amazing miracle, right? Yeah, let them go a few days without food. And oh my goodness, my life is over. Oh, you don't even care what's going on. Oh, I'm like if I was God, and it's a good thing I'm not. I'd be like, you're right, your life is over. See ya, okay? I'm sick and tired of you complaining. You're, you mumble, you complain about everything, and I'm just trying to build you into who I created you to be. There's more in store for you. Guys, don't look for the first exit out of the wilderness. Huh? You hear me? At the first sign of strife, at the first time of sign of, of trouble, don't look, oh, I got to get out of here. Because God's got a plan. And he's forming you. And he's using that wilderness experience to make you in to who he's created you to be. Don't ever forget that. The second thing I would like to encourage you with on how to respond 
when you're in the darkness, when you're going uh, through the wilderness, learn how to worship. I'm talking about giving him all the praise. Giving him all the glory. Learn to take the attention off of yourself for just a few moments. And just to say, God, I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know that you see me. And I'm praising you that you have an answer for this on the way. The psalmist says, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. I will bless you, Lord. I will never cease to stop praising you. Learn how to worship. We sing this song that I raise a hallelujah. And it's a great song, right? And it sounds good. And Paxton and the team, man, they, they are amazing at, at singing this song. But are you living what that song says? Can you look in the presence of your storm, in the presence of your enemy, and raise a hallelujah and sing louder and louder and louder? Because your weapon is the melody that you're singing. Can you learn to worship in the middle of your storm? True victory comes, y'all. When I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, but yet I can look up and say, God, I still praise you. God, I worship you. I humble myself before you and just say, Father, you are good. I know that in all things you work for the good of those that love you. And I know I'm going through a down time right now, but God, I know you're using this for my good. Learn to worship him. Sing a little louder. We, we were at pre-now here last weekend, y'all, and, and for those of you that don't know what that is, that's our fifth and sixth grade. We, just, we went out to uh, High Plains Retreat Center, and, and we worshiped, and we, we just got in the word that weekend, guys, and, and I've got a video, and, and, and I'm telling you, y'all know me, I'm a pretty loud person, all right, and I like my music loud, I like energy, I like, I mean, anybody who's ever served with me, and they're like, Mark, that is so loud, I'm like, I know, isn't that great? It's amazing. It's amazing, and I like it loud. And so, I mean, I've got the music cranked, and all of a sudden, you hear the voices singing a little louder, and a little louder, and a little louder, and the testimonies that we heard this past weekend, you would not believe what God did in my heart this weekend, Mark. He showed me that I can worship Him, and I can praise Him. When's the last time that you've gone through the storm and, and, and you've just turned some music on, some worship music on just to say, God, I'm, I just want to spend some time with you. I want to sit at your feet. I just want to worship you. You want to experience breakthrough? You want to experience freedom? Learn to praise him. Learn to worship him. Learn to sing a little louder. The last thing I would tell you is... Um, you're going through the storm and you're, and you're walking in the darkness. As you, there's hope. But learn to listen to him. Learn to be moldable. Our problem is, is that we get 
in this, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but we get in these storms of life, and we try to handle it all by ourselves in our own strength. And before too long, you just get to the point where you just can't go on anymore. And the enemy has had its way with you. If you continue to read in Habakkuk, he, in verse 11, just the second part of it, he says, Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Guys, when we try to do things in our own strength, some of us think that we're Superman. And some of us think, well, we, we've got this. We don't need help from anybody. And you're guilty of that because your own strength can become your God. And God said, Jesus said to cast your cares upon me. I'll carry the load. You were never meant to carry this load. I'll carry it for you. Give them to me. Give them to me and I'll carry it for you. If you're in the storm right now, if you're in the darkness, you're, you're wandering in the wilderness, give it to him. Let him take that load from you so you can experience hope in the darkness. Learn to be moldable. When, when they take gold and they purify gold, they say gold is, in, in its purest form, is, 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 is when it's the most moldable. And so they take gold and, and, and as they, can, they can make that and turn it into any, How moldable are you? The problem is a lot of times we have, we have we, again, I can do this and all these impurities we keep on adding to us. And God said, no, that was never my plan for you. But yet we keep on adding. And the more that you add in of your own strength and the more that you add in of, of your own doing of, of outside, God, you are just, God is having a hard time molding you. Learn to be moldable. You've heard Pastor Jeff speak over the last several weeks about listening to him. Just be still and listen. Be still and know that he is God. Isn't it funny that when you're in the middle of a battle, in Ephesians it talks about taking up the armor of God, right? And when you've done everything that you can, just stand. Just stand. And that makes no sense at all. Like Paxton was saying earlier. It makes no sense at all that we send the worshipers out first. Listen, if I'm going to battle, I don't want Paxton leading me. I'll take Trent over Paxton for sure, okay? And I know I'm not hurting Paxton's feelings because we've talked about this. Listen, when Jake's around, all six foot 12 of him, all right, I don't know how tall he is, but I'm like, I mean, that was my thing in high school, man. I was the littlest guy, but I had the biggest mouth. They'd be like, ha, 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 ha. And then my big friends, I'd be standing behind them like, yeah, who are you now, right? Uh, who are you? Come after me now. You know, my friends, man, finally they had to let me get beat up a few times, I think, you know. <laughs> kind of humble me. <laughs> but God, I don't even know why I went there. I'm sorry. I just went. <laughs> but it's true, though. Isn't it true that, guys, we... We try to do this on our own, and we become so hard. And sometimes you just got to realize, man, you can't, you weren't even built to do this by yourself. 
You're not made to go through life alone. You know what you were made for? Let me just back up a little bit. Think about when God created Satan. Oh, Lucifer himself. I mean, he was the most beautiful of all angels. He was, he was in charge of all the worship, right? The problem with him is he's like, I want some of this worship, you know? I want some credit for what I'm going through. I want, I want y'all to praise me like y'all are praising him. And God said, no. Throwing down to her, boom, no, you're cast out of heaven, right? And could you just imagine the conversation that, that Satan's having with God? Oh, yeah? Well, who's going to praise you now? And God grabs a handful of dirt, pulls it out, and says, how about that person right there? Huh? You like that one? How about her? I'm going to tell you, that's what you're created for. You're created, your purpose is to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Your purpose is to get in there and worship him with everything that you have. That's what he created you for. But learn to let him mold you and make you into what he's created you to be. Learn to allow him to shape you. Sit on the potter's wheel and let him form you into the person he created you for. Too often times we jump off, it starts to hurt, right? Like, oh, Lord, that, mm, I wanted to keep that, all right? That was a little bit of pride there. That, that was pretty good for me, you know? It was just a small compared to what it's been. No, he's trying to purify you to get you in your most moldable, shapeable form. Learn. Learn to be moldable. You see, there's transformation that happens when you go through the wilderness. There's transformation that, that comes when, uh, when these trials come at you. Jesus himself experienced this. I want you all to turn to, to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 is, is one of the, the most, it's, it's one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. And all your kids will be like, well, Mark, every story in the Bible is your favorite. I'm like, I know, it's an amazing book, you know what I mean? But really, honestly, whenever, whenever I'm in a pinch and, and then all of a sudden um, uh, somebody needs some help or whatever, this is my, my go-to whenever it's time to preach because I firmly, firmly, not that I don't firmly believe everything, but I firmly believe this story. In Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, if you flipped over to Matthew and you read the same account in Matthew, again, you got to understand, Jesus was just baptized. And he says, and then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led to the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. Can I tell you something? Sometimes you're led to the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. Sometimes you go through these dark moments to be tempted by the enemy. Why? Because God is trying to transform you. He's trying to make you and, and strengthen you. He, he realizes, you're, you know what? They're about to go through a test in the coming days, but they're not ready for it. So I've got to allow them to go through these to, to build up the strength, the stamina, the perseverance. And he transforms you so you're ready to fight 
Again, chapter one, uh, or, or chapter four, verse one in Luke, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. Now listen. I don't know about y'all, but if I went 40 days without food and drink, I'm going to be a little hungry. I'm going to be wanting a cheeseburger or something. All right? Just going to, again. But through this story, and, and, and if you continue to read the story, the devil says to him, if, you're, if you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become bread. And Jesus answers, it is written. You know, and then if you are this, it is written. Jesus defeats the enemy by saying, it is written, by using his sword, the word of God, and saying, no, it is written. Boom, and the devil has to leave. And then read what happens at the end of that after he's defeated the enemy. It's funny because, what does it say? Uh, When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time, right? Like, well, I ain't going to beat him today. I'm out of here. But read verse 14. After all of that temptation, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Again, he entered the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. And now he's exiting the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. He walked in the power of the Holy Spirit out of that wilderness. Out of those tough times in your life, I'm going to tell you, you come out transformed, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, ready to take on any temptation the enemy has for you. But you have to be moldable. You have to listen. Psalm 81 says, if my people would only listen to me, If Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Are you listening? Are you doing what he's saying? Isn't it amazing that we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on our side? And nothing is too difficult for him. There's nothing you're going through right now that he doesn't have an answer for. There's nothing that you're going through right now that he hasn't already seen. He's like, it's okay. I got you. Just like on the video, the girl running. God, where are you? Don't you love me, Dad? Don't you even care? And he's like, yeah, but I'm letting you go through this so you can come out better. And I want to encourage you this morning that whatever it is you're going through right now, hold on. There's hope. There's hope in the darkness. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up on stage. I believe when God speaks through his word or when he speaks, he he waits for a response from you. He, how will you respond to what it is that you're going through? And this morning, I want to encourage you to respond. What will your response be?
In a moment, prayer team's going to come down. And we're here to just pray with you and encourage you and to agree with you that whatever it is you're going through, that freedom's there. That hope is there. You can sit there and say, ah, it's okay, I got this. And I believe that's the wrong response, and you're going to be stuck in the wilderness a whole lot longer. You know, the Israelites, if they would have just responded in a different way, it wouldn't have taken them 40 years to get out of there. Or you can sit here this morning and say, God, I know you're speaking to me, and I need help. I'm going to respond, and I'm going to come down. I'm going to have somebody pray with me and believe with me that there's freedom that there's deliverance, whatever it is that you're going through. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're sitting here this morning and you just need a little hope because you feel hopeless, that's what this altar's for. If you're sitting here this morning and you feel defeated. That's what this altar's for. You'll find victory here. Respond. Let the Father do something in your heart today that it could take you 40 years to do. If you're here this morning and you've never really prayed and really committed your life to Jesus Christ, and you've never asked him to come in and be your personal Lord and Savior. That's what this altar's for. That's why we're here. You want to experience freedom? Surrender your life to him. You just want a glimpse of that hope in the darkness? Give him your everything. Father, I pray right now that God, that you would move mightily upon your people this morning. Father, don't allow, Lord, we just bind the hand of the enemy that is trying to speak doubt over the situation. Lord, that's trying to keep them chained to that chair and not respond to you in the way that you would like to see them respond. Father, let freedom rule and reign in this place today. Move on the hearts of your people right now, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.